are listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim and Gary. Hey there, citizen Darkwing Duck here, reminding you that you're listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim Nidell. But you knew that. What's up, everybody? This is your host, Tim Nidell. You can find me on Twitter. It's at Saturday Rewind. And this is your co-host, Gary Lane. You can find me on Twitter at SMRGary. And we are also, I'm actually kind of uh, outnumbered here because we're joined by another Gary. Another one? Another Gary. Is there more than one Gary in the world? No. No. <laughs> no. If only we could get Gary K. Wolf back on this episode. Ah, that's a good point. Three Garys. Uh, I'd, I'd have to quit the show if I did that. Yeah, I don't think that's ever happened before. No. So, Gary, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Yeah. So you sure. you, you came and approached me um, because you were a fan did, of the I show. Did. And you were the one calling in on the voicemail, weren't you, leaving all those uh, character voices, right? Yeah, yeah. I said, um, I said, you know, I I don't know how many people call you guys. You know, it could be anywhere from, you know, one to, you know, 60. And I said, I want to, you know, call them and leave them a cool voicemail. So I called and I was like, I got him, and you know, and did all the voices, and <laughs> guys heard it. So, all right, where were we before I got interrupted by a little one? <laughs> well, we uh, were just getting introductions from Gary. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. So I called in, and I um, I did some voices on the phone, and I say, you know, hopefully they listen, and you guys heard it. Yeah. Yep, we did. Yeah, appreciate that. Uh. Uh, as of right now, that phone service got disconnected because I forgot to pay on it. <laughs> so we'll have to reconnect it at some other point. But on today's episode, all three of us are going to be here today. We got kind of a big one. It's been kind of a while since we've recorded one of these episodes. So we're going to be uh, talking about some things we've missed, some news. We're going to be talking about... What else are we talking about? Oh, uh, Jason from D DAF Radio is starting to do something kind of cool. He's kind of been like a street team member. He's going to be doing interviews for us live in person because he's in the Los Angeles area. So he's got an interview with Sam Quasman that we're going to play on today's episode. He was a uh, voice of Donald Duck from the 80s before Tony took over around DuckTales time. Yeah, I think that'll be really cool. I'm looking forward to hear that because I don't know very much about this guy. I don't either. I didn't really know he was a voice of... I didn't know anybody else was besides Tony and the originals. Yeah, the 80s had a lot of turnover for all the characters, I think, and a yeah. lot of temporaries. and Yeah, especially around the uh, Make It's Christmas Carol era. era. Yep, yep. Okay, yeah, I think that's about it. So, Gary, did you want to go into the news? Number one, Gary number one? <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose so. Uh, there's been so many things that happen, and, and most of them are past the point of even talking about now uh, because news has happened so quickly this month. But basically, for anyone who's a uh, fan of Nickelodeon, it's been a phenomenal month, I'd say, from reunion, from special reunions to brand new talk of brand new series to reruns of old series. It's been you know something to talk about for sure. So I guess it all began uh, probably... Back in September, uh, I don't I don't remember exactly what day it was, but this news of this new online website popped up, or this new television channel called The Splat, and everybody was wondering what it was about, and they had a really good 
uh, online campaign for it, I think. And then it slowly happened. Well, it actually happened really quick. I didn't yeah, expect did. no. for, for, for it to happen so soon. But now we have a channel. Well, we have a block, like a Nick at Night, that's playing all the old uh, 80s and 90s Nickelodeon shows and stuff. And at first I was really worried about it because all they were showing were Nicktoons that were already available on DVD. Yeah. And that would, that would be nice to get on DVD or to get on TV again, but I was so happy to see that they pulled a lot of stuff out of the archive that I never expected to see on television again. Gary number 2, how if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? I'm 23. Okay. So you're younger than us. So you didn't really grow up on these. Did you are you familiar with some of these that I, are on I, Splat? Well, yeah, um I mean, I definitely was a 90s kid in the uh, uh the Nickelodeon era with uh Dear Journal, you know, Doug and uh, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, hey Arnold, Monkey Man, and um, yeah. all those fun uh, shows and Double Dare and Double Dare 2000. And even when I was um, younger, even if in like the 2000s, they were still re- rerunning all the old shows, like the old Double Dare and stuff. So, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I okay, love those cool. shows. Cool. So I sat down, I think it was last Monday when I started. Is that when it started last Monday? It yeah. did, the, okay, October yeah. 5th, yeah. So I, I, I watched uh, You Can't Do That on Television because I loved that show when I was a kid. Um, right. I think it was the first episode, and I think I heard somebody say that it's never aired in the United States. That's correct. Yeah, okay. it was part of the uh, Lost Canadian season. Nice. Uh, heretofore Lost. Uh, in fact, I think the producer of, of You Can't Do That on Television just uploaded it to YouTube a couple years ago. Yeah, I so. think that's how they, they got these, because he, as far as everybody knew, he was the only person that had the full episodes. Yep. The full yep. season, yeah. It makes me hope that they're going to get the... Uh, episode of Double Dare where uh, it's kind of it's like the team playing against each other it's on YouTube but you get to hear what it's like whenever the audience isn't really or when the cameras aren't on it was just done huh. as sort of a joke and you get to hear Mark Summers curse and make all sorts of inappropriate <laughs> statements <That's> fantastic <laughs> nice I, I have a feeling that won't happen though what are some of your guys' favorite um, shows that you're looking forward to watching on Splat for me I'm I was a big fan of Roundhouse, and uh, that didn't get played a whole lot. Uh, and I'm looking forward to catching more of that one. I do love Keenan and Kel. That's one of my favorite of the uh, later '90s shows that they did. Yeah, um, I do, I do, I do. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, and um, repairman, man, 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 man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and let's see. Uh, I'm excited for most of them. And, and you can't do that on television, which yeah. is one I didn't get to catch a lot. Oh, I'm so excited run. for that one because I've just I've been watching YouTube videos for the past year or so. And I mean, true, the first episode wasn't nearly as good as I remember, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's still so fun just to go back. I'm looking forward to, um, let's see, Double Dare, of course. Yeah. yeah all, well, all, the, all the game shows. Yeah, all the games. Those are the ones I'm really looking forward to do because those are the ones that we don't have on DVD I know we don't have, you don't do that on television, you can't do it on television and that kind of stuff, but I don't see the game shows ever coming to DVD, honestly. Yeah, no. I, I haven't seen any of them, Double Dare and Double Dare 2000, just, they're on YouTube though, so. Yeah. Somebody actually uploaded every episode of uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple to YouTube, and I went through and started watching the playlist, and I watched every episode as it was, you know, originally aired and, and done, and it's really not very interesting because they don't change the sets for like five episodes. Wow. So you get to see the same game with a different story attached to it. <laughs> nice. So random is definitely 
good for that show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So what else is going on, Gary? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, in addition to the, the shows, they're going to be doing a lot of classic promotions. Like coming up soon, they're going to be doing Nick or Treat. Which, which I'm excited about. You know, they haven't done that in a long time, and they're going to be doing the toy runs and all sorts of things like that again, um, which makes me wish I was young enough to, to do a toy run. I've always wanted to. But uh, in addition to that, we had uh, Kenan and Kel have a reunion on uh, G- uh, Jimmy Fallon yeah, as uh, Good Burger, which was unexpected and truly amazing. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. I didn't like it and as much as the Saved by the Bell one, but it was good. <laughs> yeah. It was, you know, just the fact that we never thought, well, I never thought we'd see those two together. Yeah, again. I mean, they haven't they even thought, met. I never thought they... Keenan would go back and do anything with Kel again. Exactly. So it was really cool. Yeah. 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 I heard they haven't even seen each other in years. Yeah. Oh. true. I know, it's sad. Yeah. And, um... I don't know. I've always gotten a vibe that there was bad blood between them, just from sort of what I've read, and and things and things have never been openly stated, but I just sort of got the vibe. Cause why wouldn't they? I mean, I I know both of them tried out for SNL at around the same time. Yeah. So maybe there could be something there. That could have something to do with it. Yeah. I always thought Kel was the funnier one. Me too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised that Keenan has worked so well. He's running on almost the longest running SNL cast member now over over 10 years I think wow yeah. that's crazy yeah I think all he's got to do is beat like 15 years and he'll have Daryl Hammond beat and that'll be <laughs> that'll be it oh Daryl Hammond it, so good yeah yeah <laughs> that's what your mother said <laughs> oh those are the best yeah so funny aside from all the Nickelodeon stuff there's also been a lot of Power Rangers talk for those interested yeah. in that yeah uh, new comic books coming from Boom Studios in January. Uh, the covers look amazing. If you haven't seen them, definitely do a Google search on that. And uh, some movie casting news, which is pretty ex- pretty exciting. Yeah, when they announced the Pink Ranger, I got I got excited. Yeah, I, and honestly, I'm a little older than you guys, so I wasn't even a Power Rangers fan. I, right. I've never announced that on the podcast, I don't think. But I was 13, which is is of age, honestly, but I just wasn't interested in it. I had friends that were, but right. I've only seen maybe five episodes. Hmm. So, but I'm I'm ready for a movie. I think it'd be kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's probably a good thing the uh, phone disconnected because otherwise you'd be getting all sorts of hate voicemails from Power Rangers fans. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I I I, I watch the show a lot as a kid, and I've tried watching it since I've gotten older, and it doesn't really work for me anymore. But um, it was fun uh, whenever I was younger. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with it from here, because anything's got to be better than the movies they released. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'd be so cool to see a full-length Power Rangers movie in theaters. That would, yeah. yeah that would yeah. be, yes. With the original cast members and Tommy and everyone else. Yep. Mm-hmm. I've met about half of the half of the cast, and um, they're all really nice people. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm sure they would come back and do it in a heartbeat. I'm sure. Yeah, so in addition to that, there's also talk of a Mega Man live-action movie, which I am way more excited about than I ever thought I would be. <laughs> I don't know how I feel um, yet. I'll have to see. See, I've had a long, I've had a long-running theory that it would be cool to see a, a movie about Doctor Light before he made Mega Man, like yeah. the original betrayal between him and Doctor Wily, and then at the end of the movie, have the creation of Mega Man. But that's just me being weird. So. uh... 
yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much all the news I have. We also got the uh, trailer for Disney's Jungle Book live action. Yes, that was released. And Gary, I know I, I, Gary number one. I know you're excited about that. I am. I am quite excited about it. I, I'm a big John Favreau fan, and um, I'm a big fan of the Jungle Book. So I think it's about time it got a good live action treatment. Cause, I mean, it has been done before, but yeah, that movie is so classic. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I had one problem with it. And What's that? it's Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. As Ka. Yeah. I, I it was it took me out of the trailer completely, honestly. I'm looking forward to it, but I just couldn't get into it whatsoever because number one, she's not a vo- a good voice actress. No, she just no. does her own voice. Yeah, number two, it's not Ka. Yeah. Yeah. It's Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It, and I knew it, I knew that's what character she was being from the very beginning of the trailer, because you can tell the, by what she's saying. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, why not just, first of all, get a male, because Ka's not a female. Right. And uh, get Jim Cummings. <laughs> yeah, why not? Easy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. We'll have to see how that turns out. Yeah, I, I will say that for that slight miscasting for me, and everyone that I've talked to has said the same thing, so maybe they'll re-edit the whole movie. <laughs> I doubt it, no. <laughs> I know, I know, but that's being optimistic. <laughs> but I uh, I think that Bill Murray as Blue is a perfect choice. and um, I love Bill I th- Murray. I do too, and I think it'll give him a chance to redeem himself for Garfield. You, you, did you ever hear the, why he did Garfield? Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. I forget, do you remember the whole background of it? Like He thought it was a Coen Brother film or something? Yeah, it's written by Joel Cohen. Yeah, C O H E N, and he thought it was Joel Cohen of the Cohen Brothers, and <laughs> said, "Yeah, I'll do it." <laughs> oh, Bill, Bill, Bill! Because he doesn't have an assistant or anything. He has a phone number that people call to mm-hmm. pitch him ideas, and he calls them back personally, saying, "Yes, I'll do it." Right. So I, I, I love Bill. He's like, he's so funny. Yeah, yeah. I'm One sure he'll best. come up later in this episode when we talk about Space Jam. <laughs> Yeah. Chances are very good. Hey, Tubesters, this is Buster Bunny. No relation to Babs Bunny. We interrupt your regularly scheduled program to bring you this very important interview from Saturday Morning Rewind. Hey, Saturday Morning Rewind listeners. This is head host Jason over from BAF Radio on special assignment for Saturday Morning Rewind. I am with Sam Quasman. Now, Sam, you've got an interesting story to tell. You're, you're a voice actor. What is the character that you've voiced in the past? <laughs> That's really good, Donald, by the way. <laughs> so, so, most people think of Tony Asamo as the voice of Donald Duck. Where do you fit into all this? <clears throat> well, <clears throat> let me change to my other voice. Uh... I was uh, 19 and I was hired as a professional dancer for a show called Disney on Parade. You see it today. You see it today as Disney on Ice. And back then it was a dance show. And um, they needed somebody to do Donald Duck Live 10 shows a week, sometimes 14 shows a week, to do Donald Duck Live on these shows. And uh, we traveled all over the country. So this was preceded uh, Disney on Ice. And I did it live, 10 to 14 shows a week, and uh, we went all over the world, all over the country. And then they, they put them all over the world. I did all the different uh, units. We were the Snow White unit, and then we did the Three Caballeros unit, and then we did another unit, uh, Mary Poppins unit. So we did all those 
shows, and they folded, I think, around 1976 or so. So it ran for about seven, eight years. And um, uh, by that time, I was known at the studio, and I wound up doing uh, records, toys, and tapes over there. But Ducky Nash was still alive. So uh, when he passed in 1985, I wound up doing uh, ice cream commercials and totally mini the album, talking Mickey Mouse doll in a 1978 edited talking book, Fisher Price talking book, with a, a writer producer named Jimmy Megan, Jim Megan. And uh, totally mini was done by a guy named Kai Winding or Key Winding or Kid J Winding, something like that. And so I. Uh, you know, wound up doing Donald Duck on and off at Disney Studios for about 17 years. And uh, I did it with a guy named Peter Renaday, who was the voice of Mickey Mouse, and the voice of Goofy was Tony Cole. And then 87, 88, they just, and it, somewhere in there, they just took us all out and brought in three new guys. And, um, you know, it's it was more politics than it was talent, in my opinion, because everybody that I worked with was, you know, sitting there and doing what they did. They were very good at also, I, I did a Super 8 millimeter commercial that was for San Francisco that had sound in the early 70s or mid-70s when they were developing home movies. Of course, this is when you could buy a camera that would sound, and then you could play it. You know, you could project it, and you could hear yourself talk. This was cutting edge in 1975, 6. That was my Donald Duck stuff. I did a lot of it. I did What's My Line? in 1971 to promote Disney on Parade, and I have it on my Donald Duck demo if you go to my website. Um, should I give out my website? Yeah, what's your website? <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, it's uh, www.samk3000.com, S-A-M-K-A-Y-3000.com, if you want to hear some real vintage Donald Duck. Cool, check that out, Rewind Disney. So did you do any uh, Donald for the parks at all? No, I never did. I did other voices. We just did, we did a few years ago for the Pirates of the Caribbean, Pirate's Lair. We did Pirate, we did uh, the somebody's tavern, uh, Pirate's Tavern or something, Lafitte's Tavern. And it's on the island. And when the Disney people turn it on, you hear uh, crazy, uh, stupid pirates going, arr, arr, arr. And so we came up with things, you know, crazy. We were drunken, stupid pirates. And then we were, um, uh, uh, you know, when, there were wenches there in the tavern, and uh, I found a map, and I say things like, "Ah, look, me, 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 me mateys." I got to remember what I'm saying here. Ah, look, me mateys. Look, I found a map. Look, X marks the spot. Ah, wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's upside down. Ah, X marks the spot. Ah. <laughs> so <laughs> we just great. made up crazy, and then we did. Um, um, for the Can Canadian ride in Florida, we did um, Martin Short's Canada. So we did all the background voices for that. That was a lot of fun. Interesting. So within the last few years, though, you've, you've done Donald Duck, not for Disney, for a very adult robot chicken, yes, not right. for kids. No, sorry. How, how'd you end up with that? Well, for Robot Chicken, um, they had an audition, and I, my agent, I told my agent, we'll send in the demo, see if that works. And they came back and said, no, no, we want you to do the actual dialogue. And, you know, we're auditioning people. So so I went in and I recorded all the dialogue that he wanted for this uh, episode. We sent it in and uh, I finally got the job. <clears throat> and, um, you know, then we also did uh, 
So Rob by Chicken, we did uh, Mickey and Donald at a bar picking up chicks. Mm-hmm. And we did um, some other things that were... The truth of Huey, Louie, and Dewey's mother. That's yeah. right, the yeah. truth. Yeah. But, I mean, I just did the ending, you know. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm an actor. Yeah. I had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. I didn't write it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then I got a call three years ago from Daryl Van Sitters, who was worked at Disney. They did The Fox and the Hounds. So, just to make a long story short, uh, three years ago, Daryl Van Sitters, who did Fox and Hounds at Disney, knew me from Disney Studios, and I had done Donald for him, for the animators, as a joke. And um, uh, he called me up and said, hey, you still do a good duck? I've got a, a little quacker uh, for the Tom and Jerry series, so you could you know, come in and do a little quacker for us. Well, I went in and uh, met everybody and did little quacker as an audition. Tom and Jerry, there were 3,000 auditions, even though I was, I guess, their first pick or they had called me to come in and audition. They still went through 3,000 auditions for that for this little quacker. And he's Donald Duck, but he's not Donald Duck. He's an innocent baby duck. Mm-hmm. And uh, he uh, he doesn't yell or scream. or, or get, He's a happy, hopeful, always cheerful duck who's always looking on the bright side, very positive. And I'll tell you a little story. We're in there. And I did one of the lines, and the director says, Sam, you said that line so sad. It was so sad. And, you know, he's a very upbeat duck and very positive. Uh, you know, could you do it again? I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I allowed my personal life to get in the way of the character. So uh, we laughed it off, and I did it again. And he's a very upbeat, and, you know, he's a little bright-eyed, bushy-tailed little duck who Life is new to him. Everything is new. Everything's bright and beautiful, and everything's exciting. And it's a nice take, different take. Donald. So that's great about Tom and Jerry. Where can fans go to watch this? Oh, uh, it's on uh, Cartoon Network. Yeah. It's on Cartoon Network, and we're going into our second season. They're going to do seventy-seven episodes, seventy-eight episodes. Hopefully, I'll be in seventy-seven. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I doubt it. But uh, he's a baby duck, and he's very hopeful. Whereas Donald Duck, I think I was saying is uh, Donald Duck is a victim of circumstance. That's why he gets angry. Uh-huh. So somebody that's on the a window, he'll sure. go, sure, he'd love to do it. And the window crashes down and, and uh, it hits him. And then he starts screaming. So, sure, sure. So get that short temper. Well, that was great talking with you. You know, Sam, enjoy the walk out here. It's a beautiful day in Southern California. And... Oh, thank you very much. I'm buggy, buggy boy. I'm <laughs> The duck allergic to flowers. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you, Sam. Thanks. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Really yep. appreciate it. All right. Bye. Hi, guys. Freakazoid here. Don't freak out, but Saturday Morning Rewind will be right back. After a quick word from their sponsor. Oh, and don't forget to fly over to their site at SaturdayMorningRewind.com. <gasps> Are you a fan of DuckTales, Gargoyles, or Tailspin? Then boy, have I got a podcast for you. Hi, I'm Jason, host of DAF Radio. And I'm Matt, the co-host. Join us as we talk about these fan-favorite shows that you grew up with and meet the people that made them. Find us at DAFradio.net or in your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, enjoy the afternoon. Well, back to the show. Guys! Oh, guys!
And welcome back. So now we want to take a little time to talk about an, a movie that came out in the later 90s. A little movie called Space Jam. Gary number two, this is how you came on board. You right. suggested that we talk about Space Jam. Yeah, absolutely. So then it's like, you know, and, and you said, well, I'd love to come on if you want me to come on talk about Space Jam. So here you are. Welcome. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Now, tell sure. me about your connection to Space Jam then. Well, um, I think when I was really younger, that was one of my favorite, favorite movies. And, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those movies that it's not just targeted towards kids, like adults love it and kids love it. And every age group loves Looney Tunes. And that's what I really love about Looney Tunes is it um, breaches all age gaps, you know, because some movies like Frozen, I feel like it's just for, you know, the kids and this one is just for this. But I think Looney Tunes is always... Everyone just loves it because it's so silly and it's so funny and the characters are so lovable. And, uh, yeah, you know, one of the things I love about about Space Jam is some of them are so quotable. Like, there's so many good quotes from the movie. There's so many funny scenes. Like, there's a scene where Por Porky gets scared and goes, I get the air with myself. <laughs> uh, there's so many, so many great quotes. And um, Stan Podolak is so funny and... And Charles Barkley is hysterical. Yeah, you know, I know. I I loved the all the sports stars in the movie. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. and Bill strong. Murray, how just he's like nonchalantly <laughs> doesn't care about being in the movie. He's just whatever. Yep, just <laughs> yeah. like Bill Murray in real life. Yeah, yep. that's the lead. the Murkane. <laughs> <laughs> and Gary, number one, what about you? Did you enjoy it when you were younger? Oh yeah, yeah. I remember seeing this in theaters, and it left a it left an impression on me. And I agree with everything that Gary just said as far as um, the lasting value. And, and, you know, it's still as funny now as it was whenever I was a kid. And uh, these characters are definitely timeless, more so than a lot of other characters are. What is your favorite, one of your favorite moments from Space Jam? Because um, I... there's so many funny moments. One of, one of the great funny moments that I love is when um, Stan Portalak is driving Michael Jordan home and the car is really old and he has to get out and actually friggin' get Michael Jordan's door out. <laughs> yeah. I liked it. I, I really loved it when, when the NBA stars were on the couch, you know, trying to figure out what happened, where their talent went. And I just thought they were surprisingly really funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I really liked is the people you didn't find funny, expectedly were really funny. Yeah. 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 I think my favorite scene is whenever they, uh, go into the real world, Bugs and Daffy, and they're crawling under the dirt and everything. I remember just being kind of amazed by that as a kid. And uh, there's a lot of good uh, comical timing in that as they're sneaking into the house. Oh, yeah. And this is and, also uh, the very first time we ever see Lola Bunny, too. That's right. So without this, we wouldn't have Lola Bunny. Yeah. And I do like Lola Bunny. That's right. She's, she's not used enough, but I like her when she's there. Yeah. Yeah, she is very, very hot. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to be the one that said that, so thank you. Well, <laughs> I, we all knew you were thinking it. I was. I was. Know, yeah. So the cast, we have uh, Billy West as, as Bugs Bunny. He also oh, did Billy Elmer. West is so good. Yeah. But honestly, I, I love, I, especially, I think this is his best performance as Bugs Bunny. There's yeah. been other versions where he does it where he gives it maybe too much of a, almost like a New Yorker accent. Yeah, right. but this one he didn't quite have it, so I did really love his 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 bugs mm -hmm. in Space Jam. I do like I think Jeff Bergman a little better though. 
Jeff Bergman's great too, and I love the uh, Looney Tunes show that was on recently. And then uh, D. Bradley Baker as Daffy oh, and yeah. Taz. He's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I you you don't often think of D. Bradley Baker as really talking all that much because he does a lot of animal noises. Yeah. He's he's a oh, modern day Welker. But um and and yeah and jumping back to uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple, he was the voice of Olmec. Olmec. Yes. <laughs> nice. But I loved uh, so much in that show when they said Olmec, open the gate, and he would go. Mm. <laughs> like just ate something or something <laughs> strange. yeah but it was is strange because when else did uh billy do bugs because i'm not too familiar with his B- turn as billy west bugs he did the uh christmas one yeah. the christmas oh, okay. one the christmas cd yeah and what else oh, yeah i think he did a short as well hmm. it hasn't I, been I, a ton i always think of um it, it's it's weird because shortly thereafter, Billy West temporarily took over uh, from Casey Kasem as Shaggy in uh, one of the yeah. straight-to-DVD Scooby-Doo movies. And I'm like, wow, this guy was getting all the big characters in in the yeah. late 90s. But um, that's another topic for another time. But yeah, I, it was a great cast. Just unusual, yeah. too, because yeah. it seemed like it was sort of a transition point for the characters. Yeah, it really was. And uh, Bill Farmer as Foghorn Leghorn, uh, Yosemite yes. Sam, and Sylvester, which that's totally unexpected because you just don't associate bill farmer with many other characters besides goofy no you yeah. don't i thought he did a great job too i really do these other oh, yeah. ones i think some other ones have done it better since then mm-hmm. but bill farmer i thought he did a great job yeah no absolutely and honestly bill's voice is so close to foghorn leghorn yeah, anyway yeah. it only makes sense <laughs> and the maurice yeah, lamarche as pepe such a, such yes. a great great cast yeah mm-hmm. no it's great and, of course, June Foray. Always Granny. Oh, June Foray. Nobody else has been Granny. Yep. And she is Granny and will always be Granny. Yep. Yep. And I hope they, you know, whenever she passes, I kind of hope they just retire Granny's character. You know they won't. Yeah. They don't care about that. It's the money. I know, but still. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't care about Mel Blanc, so why would they care about, care about June Foray? I'm I a dreamer. She's what? She's what? 91, 92, and she's still doing it because she loves it. She just turned 96, I think. That's crazy. That and she's still doing voices. Yep. <laughs> that is she insane. She still looks really good for 90, 95, 96 as well. I saw her at the Annie Awards last year, and I was just like, well, she doesn't look a day over... Okay, 90. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't look a day over 90. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I read today that Space Jam is the highest grossing basketball movie of all time. Hmm. Although, how many have been made? I yeah, I was just, just gonna say, I don't think I know of any. <laughs> I can think of that Disney one that, oh, what's his name did? I forget the name of the movie now. Where he, he, of course, it's an underdog story where he takes over as a coach. Yeah, I, it's a sports movie, so I'm going to guess Kevin Costner. No, it was not <laughs> Kevin Costner. Or Dennis. Okay. Yeah. It's the guy who does all the voiceover work for Ace. I forget oh. his name now. Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, well, he's on, there was also he's on White Home, Man. Alabama. There was also uh, White Men Can't Jump. Oh yeah, that's a basketball movie. Um, ba- basketball, the the South Park. Movie. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> you mean that's not the, t- the highest grossing? I think yeah. that one made. I think that one made about five dollars in the USA. I actually, I actually wow. saw it in the theater. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I like that movie. I do too. <laughs> it's so bad, but it's so funny. That was around the time I actually liked South Park. This is probably my first time on the podcast saying I don't like South Park too, isn't it? Gosh, I know what's going on with me. Should You're I? Should, should I announce one more show I don't like that everybody else loves? Please. Family Guy. 
Family Guy used to be really exactly. Really no, good. I I love really, the really I love the first three seasons. I loved yeah. it. It was really funny, and the writing was so smart. Yep. Yeah. But ever since I I just can't go back. I don't know. I, there are some funny moments. I give them that, just like South Park. Yeah. But I just can't go back. It's just not the same. And now we've lost a lot of listeners. So let's let's get them back. Let's, I know. Let's... But I no, I was obsessed with the first few seasons of South Park. Also. So. Yeah. Yeah. The oh, writing yeah. Was really, really great. I still remember like getting the VHS tapes for the, yep, the first yep, yep. few episodes. That's how I watched it. And they'd always have the little in-between segment with, yeah, them, with them sitting in a cabin uh-huh. with the dog talking. That was amazing. I mean, it's like, what, two episodes per VHS copy? Mm-hmm. And, yep. and those intros and in-betweens with Matt and Trey are just hilarious. Just the way the camera would cut, and it was like <laughs> a different dog every time it cut back to a full yeah. shot of them. <laughs> uh, we're old, Gary. No more VHS. Yeah. We're old. Do you remember the South Park bigger, longer, and uncut? Oh, movie? I saw I saw that in the theater. Yeah, it's so yeah. funny. It is. We we can't talk much about it on a no, uh, yeah. non explicit <laughs> podcast, but yes, that's a great. Yes, I remember seeing that with my buddy Jared. We went uh, opening night, and they had a giant uh, Cartman pinata that wow. you would hit open, and there was like CDs, and and these little kids were hitting it, and there's no candy inside. It had CDs and condoms. <laughs> Kids love that. I know. <laughs> or if you're a child, CDs and balloons. There you go. <laughs> Don't do that, kids. That's balloons. a bad idea. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, Space Jam. Let's go back. <laughs> <laughs> this The uh, soundtrack for Space Jam is amazing. I believe. I can... Okay, sorry. <clears throat> <laughs> We've got uh, Seal doing um, Fly Like an Eagle. Okay. And uh, and then and then of course there's the last track which is uh, Bugs and Daffy rapping. Um, oh yeah, that's so funny. Called Buggin'. I love that. I I still have that. Uh, I think one of the most interesting things about Space Jam is that the original website is still active online. Is it really? <laughs> it is. Yeah. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Please ignore the typing. We normally try to cut this out, but it is. Uh, I I looked it up before we did recorded the episode just to verify that it was still active, and it is. It's a Warner Brothers website. They still have the Space Jam thing up, and if you go to it, it is a time capsule for sure, with a copyright of 1996. So that's that's one of my favorite little fun facts. So that's got to be a little hidden thing to guarantee that they're going to make a Space Jam 2. I would hope so. Yeah. Uh, Earlier this year, Nike... I believe it was Nike. They actually re-released the Hair Jordan tennis shoes. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Which, you know, if I had $400 and I was colorblind, I might get them. But uh, <laughs> they still got those great, like, bright pink and green 90s colors to them. What do you guys would... think of Space Jam 2? I-, I want it to happen. And um, after hearing how LeBron is as an actor, I think he'd be great. Yeah. I actually haven't seen the movie that he acted in, but everyone has sold me that he's the best part of it. I believe it. I believe it. I mean, let's face it. Michael Jordan wasn't terribly good as an actor, but he was, he was a great presence. Yeah, no, I liked him actually. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I think, I think LeBron actually could outshine him, but I mean, it still won't lose the nostalgia and, and, and the greatness of the first one. But I, I, I hope that they get, you know, Bergman and Bergen and, and Maurice and all the people who are doing the characters now to come in and do it. I think they will. And, he, 
even Kristen Wiig as Lola would be great. Yeah, that's I, true. I, I, I just hope that they don't change too much. I don't yeah. think so because I don't know. I don't. I don't see them, especially now that Wabbit has started the new series. I think they'll get Jeff to come in mm-hmm. as. Uh, although they do like to go back and forth with character with the voice actor, so they might get Billy again. Who knows? They might. I mean, not that Billy's hurting for jobs, but it, it would be nice to hear him again. <laughs> yeah. I haven't heard him that much since Futurama went off the air. Yeah, so. that's true. He's, other than his own podcast, which I hear is quite interesting. It's it's something else. <laughs> and I mean that in the most loving and sincere way possible. Now, in Space Jam 2, I, I do kind of want either a cameo by Michael or at least a reference of oh, yeah. why he's not in it. Even if it's some joke about him being too busy selling Hanes t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be I'll be fine with it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Speaking of uh, t-shirts, I actually still have the Space Jam t-shirt from uh, 96 whenever uh, whenever they were giving it away as a promo at the movie theater. Wow, Gary. And I, I wear it now. I mean, it was it was an extra Every large dent, so it's... <laughs> 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 when I'm sad, I cry into it. No, I, I, uh, I wear it occasionally, and I always get compliments. People love it. And um, By your mom? <laughs> well, sometimes. Uh, but, Sweetie, uh, I remember when you wore that when you were six years old. <laughs> That's that's a spot on impression, by the way. Uh, <laughs> just like her. <laughs> Sorry, mom. She she does listen to the show. Um, Hi, mom. But <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, like I, I I was wearing it recently, and some girl commented on it, and I was she was like, "Where'd you get that shirt?" And I'm like, "1996." <laughs> and was that your wife that asked that? He's like, "No, no, no." Where'd you get that shirt? Also, spot on impression. No, uh, actually, my wife doesn't like it when I wear that shirt. But that's that's <laughs> why. Well, it's kind of it's kind of it's it's a little ratty. <laughs> it's it's seen better days for sure. But missing a sleeve, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hole in the back. <laughs> I had a hamster that liked to chew through cotton for some re- for whatever reason. He was he was kind of a, a, a jerk, but um, he ruined a lot of my shirts, and I think that one has some of his holes in it. So. Every time I go out, my wife's like, I can't believe, I can't believe it. But regardless. And what about you, Gary, number two? Space Jam 2, what do you think and what do you want to see in Space Jam 2? I would love to see a reference to the original Space Jam for sure. Yep. I think if Michael had a cameo, like if they panned out to the audience and Michael Jordan was there, I thought that would be so funny. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope they don't change Looney Tunes too much um, because it's it's a, it's the charm of what it was and... You know, if they got Bob Bergman and Joe Alasky or Billy West to be back, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I think LeBron's going to be great. I'm I'm excited to see Looney Tunes get back in the movies because you know mm-hmm. we haven't seen a Looney Tunes movie since what uh, Back in Action. Yep. Yeah. Back in I think. Yeah. yeah. So I think if they bring it back, uh, that would be so good, so good. Yeah. So I'm very excited. Yeah. Now I remember looking last year on IMDb and it's not there anymore. I looked today. But they listed Buster Bunny as a character in Space Jam 2 and that Jimmy Kimmel was going to be the voice of Buster Bunny. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, it's not there now, so I would have to say that that was a rumor, especially since a year ago. It's like a year and a half ago. It was in being talked about really by anybody high up in the Warner Brothers especially. 
So I just, I don't know where that came from, but it's interesting. I'm excited that Buster might be in it, but mm-hmm. Jimmy Kimmel, uh, not so much. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a weird choice. Because guess... you know he'd just do his normal voice. He would. He would. Yeah. Just, just um, get Charlie. Yeah, come on, guys. I mean, Wikipedia is editable. Let's. That's not a word. You can you can do <laughs> edits on Wikipedia. Everybody, just go and add Buster Bunny to the Wikipedia page, and when they take it down, just add it again. Yeah, yeah. And just, until <laughs> until Warner Brothers gets the idea. Whoever's Don't, listening, just go on Wikipedia, type in Batman Two, and just add something so ridiculous. <laughs> we'll, like, and we'll see if any of it comes true. Like Keenan Thompson is up for Space Jam too, <laughs> as Marvin the Martian, <laughs> Michael wow. Jackson in Space Jam too. Oh yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Instead yeah. of you know basketball, he has to teach the, the people how to dance. <laughs> Star Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> and then and then you know this scene where, he, where Michael Jones like you got to go back to my house and pick up my basketball gear. Well, Michael Jackson's gonna be like you got to go back to my house and pick up my children. <laughs> <laughs> and they come back with like the hat and the glove. Oh boy! <laughs> I'd pay to see that movie. That would be great. At the oh. very least, like a robot chicken sketch based on that. Yeah, no, there you go. <laughs> Monstar Japan to the audience. There's all these angry people with Michael Jackson Japan in the audience. There's all these children. <laughs> now, how cool would it be if uh, Steven Spielberg would make a live-action Tiny Toon movie? Mm. That'd be so good. Like, what do you mean live action? Like, like a mixed, like, you know, like Space Jam style. Ninja Turtles kind of thing? No, where, where they're all cartoon, but they could be humans. Like, you know, Montana Max, I guess, could be a human. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be yeah, cool. Watch it. Let's, let's, let's get in contact with Steven to see what he thinks. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'll, I'll send yeah, him he just me. texted me, so I'll just... Okay, cool. Oh. He texted you, too? He stopped returning my texts. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I... I think that would be really cool. I've never actually thought about that before. I didn't either until I was thinking, you know, Steven's involved with Tiny Toons, and how cool would that be if he directs Tiny Toons? Yeah. I mean, he's not doing anything now, you know? He's it's not like he's a big director or anything. No. No. I would love to see a Steven Spielberg movie with a medley of all his characters just in one movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Indiana Jones is saving E.T. and (laughs) Yes. So, guys, I guess that's going to do for this episode. Uh, Gary, number two, do you have anything you want to promote? Do you have a Twitter or anything you wanted to talk about? Um, yeah, you can find me on Facebook at um, Gary Micelli, M-I-C-E-L-I, and um, hopefully bigger and greater things soon. So Nice. Well, thanks for coming on, man. We'll have to have you on again. Thank you. I'd love so. Um, if I can do the after show for you guys right now. Um, what's up, Doc? Uh, uh, gosh, guys, thanks for listening. That's all, folks. Bye. Thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Rewind. Please check them out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks.